Speaking up in the workplace is a hot button topic. I want to talk to you today about how you can speak up more, how you can speak up more clearly, and how you can do this without compromising who you are and how you show up in the world. Sit back, relax, and tune in. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. I hope y'all are having a great week so far. I just wanted to start off by thanking you for sending me your questions, comments, topics that you want covered, situations that you're dealing with at work. I am so excited to be diving into the specific scenarios that you guys are bringing to me. Today is going to be our very first episode where I'm going to address one of the stuck points that one of my listeners has brought to my attention. So for those of you who are listening, if you have something you want me to cover, if you have a question you would like to submit, you can email me at newrollnowwhat at gmail.com, and I will continue to look through that and grab topics that I think will be helpful for our listeners for me to cover here on the podcast. So this week's topic is a really, really common one, hotbed issue for folks, which is speaking up in the workplace. And before I dive into my specifics on the three tips I'm going to give you today, three things to help you speak up in the workplace, particularly if you're experiencing fear of judgment, you're overthinking, um, you're feeling interrupted or ignored or disregarded. First, I want to say this. This is a topic that I notice people can use against themselves a lot. It is a buzz topic when it comes to all of the career content that's floating around out there. There's a lot of books on this. And so I know that a lot of y'all are moving through the world and you feel so much pressure to speak up at work. There's all of this pressure to have your voice heard. There's all of this pressure to you know be seen at the table. And I understand that. I understand why. But what I will often see with my clients is people will use this against themselves. And the way I see them do this is that They have this idea in their head that in order to be successful in the workplace, they have to be really extroverted, they have to be like the loudest person in the room or the person who's contributing the most or the person who's sharing their opinions the most. And I want to challenge this. I want to offer you an alternative perspective on speaking up at work as someone that has worked with hundreds and hundreds of people in all kinds of professional careers. I see all kinds of successful folks who have different personality characteristics, different levels of how extroverted or introverted they are. I see people who are more soft-spoken. I see people who are extremely opinionated and people who are less opinionated. So there's a lot more versions of representing yourself, contributing, and offering value in the workplace than just one. And so I want you to recognize if you're using this against yourself. It is not necessary for you to be someone else in order to speak up at work. And oftentimes when we're talking about speaking up at work, people are thinking about one scenario or one type of setting, which is, you know, like the boardroom or the meeting, something where it's public and there's quite a few people listening. What I like to think about when we're talking about speaking up at work is creating comfort around sharing your ideas your contributions, being clear about what you've been working on so people are aware of the value that you're bringing, you know, offering your perspective on a given situation. And sometimes, yes, this is in a public meeting where there's multiple people. Sometimes this is 
just with your team. Sometimes this is one-on-one with a supervisor or even one-on-one with a colleague. So different people will often shine in different settings. Different people best communication setting. For one person, it might be their one-on-one communication. For someone else, it might be in a more public setting. There are many ways that you can communicate your value, communicate your opinions, communicate your thoughts. People do this in follow-up emails. People do this in presentations that were you know, prepared ahead of time. People do this extemporaneously when they're just speaking casually and extemporaneously when things are more formal. So I want to just start by having you expand your idea of what it means to speak up at work. And for the sake of this podcast and for the sake of the work that I do with my clients, my focus is on getting you really clear on your contributions, getting you comfortable offering your contributions, offering the value, your skills, and your knowledge in multiple settings, okay? Not just in one. And in doing that with your voice, which means it doesn't have to be the most extroverted voice in the room. It doesn't have to be the voice of the woman who is a stand-up comedian offering her perspective. It gets to be in your style and how you move through the world and how you're comfortable communicating. With that said, Let's talk about why it's important to increase your comfort level with speaking up at work. For my clients, when they come to me, often they are fearful of speaking up. They're feeling less fulfilled in their jobs often because of this, because when they are contributing less, it feels less fulfilling. They don't feel the productivity. They might not be feeling like people are even aware of what they're doing or what they're bringing to the table. I find that my clients who aren't speaking up a lot at work are often taking less risks. Sometimes they're not really throwing themselves in for new opportunities. Sometimes they're not getting noticed for the promotion. Sometimes they're not taking the next level in their career, like they're not taking the next step up because they're feeling too much pressure in doing that, that they're going to have to be seen too much or share too much or offer you know, their opinions and perspectives too much, and they're fearful of doing that. So what I notice often when I'm working with people, I think one of the fun parts about my job is that we can work on something and sometimes the outcome of that will be something I didn't anticipate and sometimes it will be something I anticipated. So when it comes to speaking up at work, I think in my years of coaching, what has been surprising to me is as people become more comfortable sharing their value, sharing their contributions, offering their perspectives, opinions, and skills... I was surprised at how much people became more fulfilled by their work. I think that's, I I knew that people would feel more confident and I knew that they would likely get promoted, get noticed, but I did not anticipate how much it would help them actually like the job and feel a deeper sense of fulfillment and productivity. So that's a really fun, unexpected outcome that I've noticed in my coaching. I just worked with somebody recently, we got her out of some of her own fears and overwhelm and overthinking, and she very quickly got a raise, a pretty significant raise. And I think that there can be an assumption that that's because maybe she 
shared more in meetings or shared more one-on-one. But I think in this situation, what I noticed with this client is that as we moved some of these obstacles out of her way, she just got really comfortable in her voice and she actually got comfortable comfortable advocating for herself, talking about her work, what she wanted in the future in a way that was really clear um, and approachable. And so it was just her able to articulate what she's been doing, what she'd like to do, and why she would like to be considered for a raise. And she got a quite a significant raise in our time working together. And I think it's just some of these mindset issues that you're going to be hearing me talk about as you move through this podcast, there can be outcomes that are not anticipated, which is the fun part of my job. That moving one mindset piece can have this unbelievable trickle effect on so many other things. So, of course, my perspective is never, ever, ever ignore the mindset when it comes to your work because it's a huge part of why you like your work, why you don't like your work, how you're showing up, how you're performing, etc. Okay, with all that said, let's dive in and talk about how you can get more comfortable speaking up at work and how you can be contributing in a way that's really valuable. The first thing I want to say is this. Well, I guess this is the second thing I want to say since I I just ranted (laughs) for quite a few minutes (laughs) on the topic. The second thing I want to say is this. If you are brand new, like you're within the first month of your job, I want you to ease the pressure to speak up right now. I want you to consider that your primary focus right now is on observing and learning, that you don't need to go throwing your voice around everywhere. And in fact, when you're brand new, when you're within the first month of your job, it can be a little obnoxious to be sharing opinions and perspectives when you don't have the lay of the land yet. You're not fully aware of everyone's roles, how the the, the culture of the company, how things function. You might be learning about the product, about the teams. So There is usually an assumption by your supervisors and the people around you that you are taking it all in, that you're observing. And I sometimes will have clients that come to me who feel this enormous pressure to come to the table and contribute a bunch, and they're within the first few weeks of their job. And I just want to encourage you to dial that pressure way down. In my experience, if you are in a mid-level professional role, and you're new, there is generally an expectation at most places that for the first few months, you're going to do a lot of observing and learning. And there is not a ton of expectation for you to be specifically sharing your opinions, contributing a ton during meetings, etc. If you are in a high-level role, a director, uh, senior management, any of those positions, in my experience, The assumption is that you're going to take a month, maybe two, to become acclimated, and then there will be an expectation that you start to contribute to conversations, to ideas, to strategies, et cetera. Keeping in mind that if you're at that higher level role, you know, they're really wanting you to draw on your previous experience, even though there's going to be a learning curve with some of the things in this new organization or this new space. So... If When you're in that phase, when you're in the new phase and you have not had a lot of time with this company yet, your focus should be on fully engaging and listening, validating people, asking questions. That needs to be what you are doing 
while you are in that learning phase. So the thing I want you to come into those spaces with is really channeling the emotion of curiosity, that you're there to support people, to hear what they have to say, to ask follow-up questions when you need more information. The engagement level during your new phase is really about questions, gathering that information and knowing that smart people ask questions, competent people ask questions. This will come up in future podcasts because this is a huge topic that people come to me with a lot is the fear of asking questions. But I'm just going to make it really clear here that in those beginning phases, that needs to be your focus. As you move out of the first few months and you can feel that the expectation is now that you need to be contributing to conversations more, offering your opinions, offering your perspectives, providing more value. I'm going to give you three tips, three ways that I work with my clients when I'm moving through these issues to help you show up and not be so distracted by your fear of being ignored or dismissed or judged and for you to be offering the best value that you can offer. The first one is perhaps my favorite and the most game-changing one for me personally. Anytime I'm in a conflict, discussion, debate, or even just having a conversation, I want you to shift your focus from performing to focusing on the objective of the conversation, of the meeting, you know, of whatever you've come together to discuss. What is the objective? And for me, I like to think about the objective as an object. Like in my mind, if we are having a discussion about whether or not to do a new curriculum when I was a professor and everyone's debating whether or not we're going to implement this new curriculum, I like to have a visual in my head of the curriculum as an actual object in the middle of the room. So I picture like setting a bag in the middle of the room and that's the objective of the conversation. And what happens when we get into these spaces is that our brain immediately clicks into a performative space. Like, I need to contribute. I need to make sure people can see that I'm smart. I need to make sure people can see that I have something to say. And what happens when you're in that performative space is you start to overthink what you're going to say. You start to rehearse it a bunch in your head. You start to anticipate how other people in the room are going to respond to what you're saying. And in my experience, what happens is you either avoid speaking because you're overthinking, you're afraid to say it, or you've spent so much time overthinking it that that point has now passed. Or when you go to offer your perspective, you're not offering your best, most clear communication because you're so focused on how you're going to be perceived. You lose touch with the most valuable response that you're able to give, and you're sort of moving away from What is the best perspective you can offer based on the objective that's in the room? So I want you to think about if you were fully committed to getting to the best outcome. So for me, it'd be like looking at that bag in the middle of the room and the bag represents the curriculum and this discussion on should we or should we not be bringing this curriculum? And if my focus is on getting to the best outcome, meaning making the best decision about that curriculum, no matter what, even if that best decision comes from my ideas or someone else's ideas in the room, 
I am able to offer my best value to that conversation. Because now, if I'm in a conversation about the curriculum and I offer an idea and we discuss it and someone else offers something that actually is a better point on that curriculum, if I am focused on the objective versus my own performance, I will be so much more willing to say, hey, actually, what Bob just said makes a lot of sense. I think we haven't been thinking about that point, and I actually now agree with him, and I shift what I was saying from earlier, right? I'm able, it's clear to everyone in the room that my focus is on the objective, which means that they're going to trust my opinion and perspective. It's going to be clear that I'm not just speaking in a way that is trying to simply represent myself as having the best ideas, but that my commitment is to offering the best value to the outcome that we want. So when you're in that space of overthinking, I encourage you to literally just shift to the object in the middle of the room, metaphorically speaking, and shift out of the performance. It's I, I understand why the brain sees it as a performance, And of course, it's true that we are evaluated at work, so there is a performative element. But the best way to get to your best contribution is always to be focused on the outcome, to be focused on what is at at the table so that you can offer your best perspective and opinion, which leads me to my second tip. My second tip I call dropping into the truth. So I definitely see people, I've done it before myself, who are so focused on trying to discern what other people want to hear that they will water down the value that they offer. So a lot of people will tell me, like, how do you say the thing that you think needs to happen when you're afraid people might not like it or there's going to be someone who disagrees with what you're saying? And my answer is always, when you're focused on the objective, as the most important thing in the room, you will be way more willing to drop into the truth. So when you shift your perspective onto the objective and off of your own performance, what is your true perspective based on your knowledge and skills in your role on what you think needs to happen or what you want to share or what you've noticed or what you think is being overlooked or what you want to offer that you've seen with your team. And then the second question I want you to ask is, is this perspective beneficial to the overall objective? So am I offering a perspective that will further this conversation, that will bring something to the table that will be useful? And when you're bringing your brain back to the bag in the middle of the room, the actual reason why we're having this conversation, even if it's one-on-one with you and a supervisor or you with your team or you in a larger meeting, it's so much more clear if it's going to be beneficial, if it's necessary to speak up about this, if it's just you wanting to offer something, but it doesn't necessarily need to be offered in this space. But if the answer is yes, that it is in service of the outcome, then your job is to drop into the truth and share your knowledge and perspective. And dropping into the truth will often get you out of that tendency to water down your perspective and to offer something that is far less compelling than what you might actually think. I do this 
all the time when I'm coaching. My objective when I am working with my clients is always in service of the client. So my objective is to make sure that I am getting them where they want to be, right? That I am helping them see their stuck points, that I am moving them through what they can't see, that I am showing them where they're getting in their own way. So I am not focused on, do they think I'm smart? Uh, Do they respect me? Are they going to not like me or not like this statement that I'm going to make? I am always focusing on the objective and the outcome. And I am focusing on speaking the truth in service of that, which means sometimes I'm saying the thing that's kind of difficult for them to hear or might not be, you know, a thing that their brain loves hearing. But I'm there in service of them. And what's interesting is that because I tell the truth and because that truth is in service of the objective, people rarely offer me a ton of resistance or get offended or get angry because they can feel that what I am doing is to better the objective. And we trust people who are focused on bettering the objective. So step one is to focus on the objective versus performing, and step two is to drop into the truth. So when you feel your brain spinning and overthinking, ask yourself, what is the truth of what I think needs to happen based on my skills and knowledge in this role? Is this going to be beneficial to the group, to the person in front of me, to the objective overall? And if it is, then I'm going to share the truth. And the third step is to know when to let go. And this one is hard. This one's hard when it comes to sharing our contributions because our contributions can get very connected to our sense of self, our sense of worthiness, our sense of competency, which is why I start with that step one that's so important of focusing on that objective because it can neutralize that a little bit. But when the goal is to get to the best outcome for the decision or the objective, it means that The goal in these settings is not to validate everyone's idea. So if you're a manager and you want to validate all of your team members, great. You know, people feel good. They love that. But for many of you, when you are in a meeting, you're going to find that your idea is not always validated. And that is because that is not the goal of what you're doing. The goal is the objective that we talked about earlier, right? So In the case of the earlier example I had where we're debating whether or not we should change this curriculum, I think what becomes sometimes difficult but is a high-value professional skill is when you can learn when to let it go. When is my idea that I'm offering in service of the outcome and when am I holding on because I want to be right? because I want to be validated, because I want to be recognized. And part of how you can tell when you're maybe holding on too tightly or too long is when you start to notice that you're feeling defensive, you're feeling personally slighted within that conversation. You're likely having a space where your ego is feeling like it needs to protect itself. And this is not the most powerful place to contribute. When you get in the space of feeling defensive and wanting to have your own, quote, personal idea validated for your own performative outcome, you can start to get skewed in terms of when 
the group has decided to move in a different direction or when perhaps the final decision comes down to someone else, right? So instead, you focus back on the outcome, you be willing to have your mind changed, and then you know when to let go of your opinion or your contribution. In the end, my goal is always for me to offer value, tell the truth, be willing to say what I think really serves the outcome best, and then to understand when it's in my control and when it's out of my control. And if I'm holding on too tightly, part of what I'll start to do is send a message to my body that it's time to ease. So when you're holding on to something too tightly and you're feeling defensive and maybe you shared an opinion and you feel like it got dismissed or it got ignored, if you can send the message to your body that it's fine by relaxing your body, feeling your feet on the floor, taking a breath, your brain will often unlatch. It will stop squeezing so tightly and it will allow you to assess, is it time for me to let go of this idea or this perspective or this opinion? What's actually in service of the outcome? In the end, oftentimes someone else gets to make the final call. So my job in the case of the curriculum is to show up, to offer my value, to be honest about my opinions and perspectives that I think are in service of coming to the decision of what will be the best curriculum moving forward, and then to let go and understand that the group may make a different decision or the department chair may get to have the final call on what that's going to look like, and it's my job to let that go. But I think it's really important to really get good at trusting that the value you offer is really significantly positive You want to start from the assumption that I have something valuable to contribute based on my skills, based on my knowledge, based on my role, based on the perspective that my role allows me to have. And then you want to also acknowledge that sometimes that will be validated and sometimes it won't. Sometimes my perspective, my contribution will be exactly what's needed and sometimes it won't. And when you can get good at this nuance, I think you really are able to contribute in a way that significantly betters the outcome and people are able to recognize that. So in review, I want to make sure that you remember not to use this against yourself. There are many contexts that you can speak up in. There are many ways that you can speak up and have your voice be heard and for you to advocate for yourself, your perspective, your team, your ideas. It doesn't look like one thing. It doesn't mean that you have to be an extrovert. It doesn't mean you have to be the loudest person in the room. It doesn't mean you have to be the person with the most opinions in the room. Your focus needs to be on allowing yourself to focus on the outcome and objective and offering what you have to offer in service of that. If you are new and you're in your first month or so, give yourself the room to learn, to become acclimated, to be a listener, to ask questions, to validate the perspectives around you, but to not be in the pressure that you need to be contributing so much as the focus on learning instead. And then as you move into speaking up, you focus on the objective versus the performance, drop into the truth. When you find yourself overthinking, what is the truth of my perspective in service of this outcome and know when to let go. 
Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Head on over to Aaron, M as in mindset, fully.com to learn more about how you can work with me and get better at speaking up in the workplace, contributing, clearly communicating, offering great value to your company and your teams. Okay, friends, that's a wrap on today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. I will be back with more great content for you. In the meantime, I hope y'all have a great week.